0: All right, i'm back once again with dr benjamin markham from the stephenville medical and surgical center here in stephenville dr markham thank you for joining us again today pleasure to be here yeah and uh, i wanted to ask you first of all uh just kind of right off the bat um i i wrote this down tarrant county has issued an order requiring face masks and businesses uh, and at outdoor gatherings of more than a 100 people, and you and I have talked a good bit about face masks at this point, and do you see anything like that happening in Stephenville? I know Stephenville and Tarrant County are very different, but...
1: Actually, the mayor and uh, the county judge are taking this issue up today. Okay. Dr. Kelly Doggett wrote an open letter um, to the judge and the mayor um, encouraging them to require uh, people to wear face masks at least at the 4th of July festivities that are upcoming if we go ahead and have those, and then hopefully in businesses as well. Yeah. The preponderance of evidence about masks is that masks prevent the spread of COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the Aggies just released a study down at Texas A&M mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks um, where they proved unequivocally that the mask uh, decreased the spread of uh, of the virus. And then um, Texas Tech even did a study not too long ago that said, you know, they kind of projected how things will go. And they projected how many lives will be saved if uh, people just in general wear masks.
2: Really? And
1: the numbers are staggering. Yeah. And uh, so masks, you know, I have people asking me about vaccines. I have people asking me about treatments for COVID-19. And those things are all coming and they're developing and they take time. But something we can do right now today to help save lives is wear a mask. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think those are other important things to think about. But, um, but right now, we just need to wear masks.
0: And, um, you, you know, this might uh, be a little uh, out of left field, but for people in town who might not have a, you know, I ordered a mask online, but for someone who might not be able to do that, are there any resources out there to get a mask? If-
1: Absolutely. You can get on the CDC website and learn how to make your own. And there, there are many studies that actually evaluate what home fabrics make the best mask. Really? Uh, whether you labor, layer it. In fact like uh, some quilting material with a little bit of cotton batting in between actually makes a very good mask and will stop most respiratory droplets. Okay. Um and so there there's lots of uh, literature out there if you look for good quality sources um to help you either fashion your own mask or you know just driving around uh town um we noticed that there are several stores that um are advertising that they have masks available you can just go buy a box of surgical masks those things are becoming much more available yeah uh, with time and so really uh, there's, there's not an excuse for anyone not to at least wear some sort of face covering. Yeah, And most people have some materials in their home and can readily find the information on the internet about how to use those materials to protect themselves and the people around them.
0: Okay. So it is possible no matter, no matter what,
1: to be able to uh,
0: wear a face covering. There's really no excuse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I wanted to get into uh, the, you know, current numbers here in Stephenville. They have you know, risen uh, dramatically uh, over the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And, you know, a few weeks ago when we were speaking, you had said that uh, the numbers at that point are kind of expected. Would you still say that now?
1: I do. Okay. You know, I mean, our our community has not socially distanced. Um, they have not adopted masks. They have kind of returned to business as normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we have a large number of people in our community that think COVID-19 is no big deal. Yeah. Um, and that everybody's going to get it eventually, so you might as well just go live your life and go on. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we have that attitude. You're going to have an increase in cases. I mean, it's just simple math. This virus is not political. It's not motivated in any other way except for it wants to replicate and infect other people and replicate again. Yeah. That's all it wants to do. And so if we provide the virus that opportunity, well, then it's going to happen. I mean, that's just what happened. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's cause and effect. There's just no way of getting around it. And so if you provide fuel for the fire, the fire flames. And that's, uh, that's what we've done.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what would you say would be your biggest concern about the current rise in active cases?
1: We only have four ventilators at our hospital. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here in the hospital parking lot going in about to round on a patient. Last weekend, Texas Health System in the Metroplex was on divert. They didn't have any beds for patients last weekend already. Really, If we have patients who are very sick with COVID-19, it's a very real possibility we will not be able to transfer you. And if we have four patients on a ventilator and we don't have another ventilator, then we're going to have to do our best. Yeah, And, uh, and so, you know, in in um, Harris County down in Houston, they have adults being admitted to the children's hospital because they're out of beds in the adult hospital. Really? Uh, and so, you know, I mean, it, overwhelming the medical system is still a distinct possibility, And I do not want to see um, a tent hospital set up in our emergency department parking lot Mm -hmm. with brought in ventilators from the the National Guard because our community was flippant about the danger of this virus.
0: So, yeah, even if people during that kind of month long lull back in uh, April, May got kind of complacent about it, you would say it's kind of time to really start engaging again and kind of keeping yourself safe.
1: Right. It's probably not still too late. I hope it's not. Yeah. Um, the number of cases that we're diagnosing, uh, in our clinic at, uh, at the at Medical Surgical Clinic daily is, um, is rapidly increasing. Yeah. And we have the tent, we have the tent clinic out in the back where we're doing all of our swabs. And there for a while, we were seeing, you know, 10, 15, 20 people a day in the tent clinic, uh, because that many people had symptoms or had, you know, only that many people had symptoms or had been exposed. Yeah. Today at lunchtime, my receptionist just came and told me we have 97 patients scheduled in our tent clinic. Really? Um, so that's 100 patients who are getting swabbed at our clinic today. Yeah. Uh, because they have symptoms or were exposed to someone with COVID 19, and so it's it's just it's got it almost got to the point where pretty soon we're not going to be able to handle the volume at the clinic. Yeah. Um, unless we we're going to have to try to rework how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can continue to handle that volume.
0: And there is some uh, free testing going on in town right now. Do you see? Um, uh, lar- have you seen that, or do you think there are, are there yeah. large numbers of My, people going there as well?
1: Not yet. Monday. Um, Monday, they're doing free testing at Cornerstone Church. Okay. Um, that that is kind of it's kind of come periodically. Uh, if you if you pay attention to the county judge's website, you know they keep they kind of keep updated when that comes, it's kind of sporadic. There's not a regular schedule. Um, to this point, we haven't had a lot of people take advantage of that testing, but I imagine with the spike in cases, we'll have a, a larger turnout this coming Monday. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we everybody's doing what we can to get the word out to let people know yeah. uh, that, that that testing is available. Um, but yeah, that's put on by the National Guard. It's a little bit problematic because um, the way the patients get notified is that uh, the National Guard is supposed to notify the patient's primary care physician that they write down. And so it's a little bit difficult, um, you know, to try to get to, to connect those dots, you know, if they don't get the phone number right or get the right doctor or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the, the primary care doctor is uh, supposed to be able to follow with the patient and get those results. And so I, I'm not real excited about the way that those are reported. Yeah. Um, it's not great a great way to track. But uh, at least the testing is available, and we do the best we can with it. Yeah. Um, I much prefer patients just come get tested at the clinic so that they establish a relationship with the physician and and uh, and get it done. We we have a way to do a free test where you can find out the result in about 24 hours. Okay. Um, but but usually there's an associated office visit cost if you come to the clinic. Okay. Um, if you go to the if you go to Cornerstone Church, it's just free. You're just going to walk up and get tested.
0: Really? Okay. But less uh, less tracking and less uh, kind of contact right. with the doctor to kind of help right. you move forward right. with that result.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult for us to advise a patient, you know, without having that doctor patient relationship if you just go get randomly tested. Say the other thing, the other thing that I would mention about testing is if you were exposed, say I was exposed to someone yesterday. Uh huh. It does me no good to get tested today. Yeah. There's there's almost no way that I'm going to be shedding virus today. Okay. Um, the average incubation is somewhere between 4 to 10 days. Um, and so if I were exposed and asymptomatic, I probably wouldn't get my – I would quarantine but not test myself until around 7 or 10 days. Okay. Now, if I developed symptoms before that, I would go ahead and go get tested. Mm-hmm. But uh, But if I didn't have symptoms, I would wait a while to – to see if that virus is going to start shedding and quarantine in the meantime.
0: Okay, so that's the time to quarantine yourself and keep yourself away from other people, but wait to see if you actually do develop symptoms. Right, And if you never develop symptoms, would you, 10, yeah. would you say, uh, oh, so you would say get tested either way, even if you don't develop
1: yeah, I symptoms? Yeah, get tested either way. Yeah, about 10 days, you know. And then if that's negative and then you're still asymptomatic at day 14, then you can resume your normal activity. Okay. Um,
0: so w- one last question I had. My wife is a kindergarten teacher here in town. My son's actually going into kindergarten. They released uh, some notes on what they thought the school year might look like next year, uh, coming up in August, and, you know, there were multiple options, and one of those was just standard face-to-face class, and um, what do you see, I know that's not necessarily your field there, but what do you see as some of the risks, or do you see that happening going to standard face-to-face class in the fall?
1: If we resume normal school and resume uh, Charlton normally, uh, and all these kids come back and they all start to see each other face-to-face, we're going to see an explosion of cases. Uh Uh-huh. it's that it's that mathematical uh, problem that we were talking about you know you just open the floodgates um and fuel the fire and we're going to see an explosion of cases and so we just need to brace ourselves for it if that's what we choose to do and you know i i understand the complexity of this decision and i imagine that the school district's decision about what they're going to do is going to be a midnight hour decision depending on what the current um caseload environment is like Mm -hmm. when we get to august you know i mean if there is no way that they can predict in June what school is going to look like in August, depending on how many cases we have through the summer.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think regardless of what happens through the summer, if you resume 22 kids in a class without masks, sharing pencils and all this stuff, I mean, you know, school's a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. You know, you send your kid to school, they're going to come back with five, five or six colds. And this is essentially a cold on steroids that kills people. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, the kids don't don't get too sick, but they're little vectors, and then they're going to go stay with their grandparents and get their grandparents sick. And so, you know, it, it, there's not a good answer. Yeah. You know, people, people are understandably angry and upset and stressed, and they want to vent that anger. And, and I'm seeing it vented in a lot of negative ways. Um, when it comes to just, you know, arguing about whether or not they're going to wear a mask or the government telling me what I've got to do and blah, blah, blah. That, you know, railing against the government, railing against the medical system is not productive. They're not the enemy. The enemy is this environment. Yeah. And there's just not a good way for it, for us to handle it. We're either all going to get sick at once and overwhelm the medical system or it's going to drag on for years and devastate our economy and our education system. I mean, there's we're in a pickle. Yeah, for and sure. There's no other way to say it. There's yeah.
0: no other way to say it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're kind of getting to the point here in Erath County where even people who don't quite believe it, what's going on is a big deal or don't want to wear face masks, or are trying to make it maybe political, are, it could be about to head a little closer to home, you know, Yeah, for a lot of people. You know,
1: people. When, it, it, all it, it's amazing how your politics take a back seat when one of your loved ones is intubated and prone in the ICU. That's right, yeah, <clears throat> yeah.
0: Well, Dr. Markham, thank you so much again for joining me today. I hope to have you back on in a couple of weeks and uh, get an update then. And I, I hope things are a little more stable. But, you know, based on today, it doesn't quite seem like that might happen. But uh, we do appreciate you uh, kind of being a, a voice for our listeners to uh, get current information.
1: You know, my pleasure. The main thing we got to do is not panic and just be smart about what we do and move forward.
0: All right. That's Dr. Benjamin Markham with the Steamville Medical and Surgical Center. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll be right back.